0: Hello, and welcome to OU's Nach Yomi. You can find this year posted at OUradio.org. Or on my website, ericlevy.com, under the recording section. Hi, this is Rabbi Eric Levy, and I am pleased to bring to you Chapter 35 of the Book of Yomar. Vayan Elihu Vayomar. Elihu continues his responses and says, in this case, addressing Yomar directly, Hazot chashavta limishpat amarta tzidki me'el? This is what you figure is just, saying that you are more right or more righteous than God. And do you think it is also just to say, Kitomar ma Skon lach mao il mechatati, when you said what benefit is it, it, is it for you? And what advantage is it? I think it means doing good deeds, doing the right thing. What advantage is it over my sins? It seems that Elihu was saying that since Eov said that God treats the wicked and the righteous all the same, as he did explicitly in chapter 9, then, and he also said what benefit, therefore, does he get from being good rather than being bad, since it all comes out the same, um, that Elihu was criticizing him for uh, saying this. We've seen that Elihu hinted that he actually believes that Eov does have sins. Um, he believes, I think he criticized his mocking tone, his haughtiness, and maybe an over uh, indulgence in wealth. And certainly Elihu was criticized the way Eov has spoken out against God, much the way that his companions did. So Elihu says, I will respond to you with words and to your companions as well. Look to the skies and see, and view the heavens, how they have transcended beyond you. If you sin, what effect can you have on it, meaning on the heavens that God created? And if your sins multiply, what what do you do to it? That is, what effect do you have on it? Either the heavens or probably referring to God as well, because the argument here seems to be that God doesn't take sins personally. He is not directly affected by man's sins. They have no tangible effect, neither on him nor on his mighty creations. Now, of course, in modern times, we see that our... Our civilization does affect the heavens um, in all kinds of ways as we reach further and further out. Uh, however, I think the argument that Elihu was making certainly holds on the grander scale and certainly holds if one thinks of shamayim not as literally the skies or space, but as the transcendental heavens. That is, we can't touch God with our actions. That's not why uh God punishes people when they sin, conversely if you do the right thing, what do you think you add to it? That is what do you add to to god's creations um and what does it, meaning either God or heaven need to take from your hands rather ishoish ulven. It is your fellow man that your evil affects. It is a human being who is affected by your righteousness, which means you do the right thing not because of some influence it has on God nor of some expectations that one might have of God, but you do the right thing because the people around you need you to do the right thing. And in fact, when you sin, it's not that you're hurting God at all, but you're hurting mankind around you. Me rov Ashukim Yaziku Yishavumi Rabim. due to all that oppression, meaning all that man does to other men, they, the oppressed, will cry out from so much coercion, literally the word Zera means from an arm, but it means an arm that presses down on other people, from so much coercion they plea, they make pleas to God. Veloamar Aye Eloa Osai Notain Zemirot Bala. But he, meaning the oppressor, doesn't say, where is God my maker? That is, he does, he's not concerned that God is looking over his shoulder or that might punish him for his negative things that he's done to his fellow man. Rather, he makes songs at night. Now, there are many ways to translate this little section based on the meaning of the word zmirot. I translated it as song. Rashi says it comes from the word uh, to prune, these more, so the sense is he doesn't fear this guy who, who does evil towards his, who oppresses his fellow man, is not afraid of God who can punish or prune him out in the middle of the night. But either way, the point uh, is that the sinner's, is affecting the way his fellow man functions. He's turning him into an oppressed. And the reason why he allows himself to do this, the reason why he could so do this without concern, is because he ignores or, or even mocks the possibility that there will be any kind of consequences from God. Now, some think that the next verse is a continuation of the wicked person's rejection of God, uh, and that we're still in the, the words of the wicked person. But actually, I think that this section is an instruction by Elihu to Eov on how he should be himself behaving and understanding the world around him and how it all works. God has educated us or or maybe better, he has made us more educatable than beasts of the land. He has made us smarter, wiser, than the birds of the, su- of the skies. And Leo's point, I think, is that because God created us with high intel- with a higher intelligence, we're supposed to understand that our sins affect our fellow man, and we're supposed to understand that God will react to, uh, to these kind of actions. I think the next verse, by the way, is not an assertion, but it's a rhetorical question. Shama aku v'lo ya'aneh? In those places or in those situations, they, the oppressed, will cry out, and you think that there will be no response by God in the face of all of that arrogance, that arrogance which creates evil, the evil born of pride. shav It is a lie. It is simply false that God won't hear it. And it is simply false that Shaddai won't see it. And this is essentially what Eov was saying at some point, that the evil could do wicked as much as they want because they hide in the darkness and either God doesn't see it or he ignores it. And Eli was saying that's absolutely wrong, that when man sins, he hurts his fellow man and that God will never ignore such a thing. Avki Tomar lo renu din fanav ut now, in the last passage, we had the false statement that God would not look upon these deeds. Now, he's speaking to Yeov and saying, Even if you say that you don't see him, and here, it means that Yeov doesn't see God, because he was always complaining, how come God doesn't show up, and explain to me how the world works, and why the evil prosper, and why I, the innocent, suffer. So he's saying it's it's all not true. You say that 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 you can't see how God acts in this world. You can't have a direct communication with God. Well, I'm telling you, din fanav, That judgment is before Him, and you must be patient for Him. You must wait for Him to make things clear. Of course, the friends also said that God would work things out in the end, and Eov responded that you know late is in fact not better than never. That late propagates the sinner's ability to sin. So it's a little bit difficult to say what new ideas being added here by Elihu um, that his friends uh did not add and they were rejected. Um, other than possibly the hint that uh, Eov's transgressions may be in his lack of humbleness and if he uh works on his humbleness and works on his patience, then he may eventually see how God does uh what he does and how God acts in this world and and therefore he'll have a better understanding of the world around him. Certainly what Elihu has added, though, um, not so much, the, I mean, a little bit less in this part, where one must be patient to see how God will eventually respond, but the idea that God needs men, or that God needs man's uh, 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 good deeds, and that he must punish man's sins because of some kind of personal attack or personal slight, That Elihu rejects, that his man must do the right thing for his fellow man, he must do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. God doesn't need man's actions, it's it's the other way around. This next verse is very difficult since we don't know who the pronoun is in the word apo, and not only that, there's a word pash here, bapash, in the pash, which is a unique word which is really, I mean, it's hard to say exactly what it means. Um, however, in two verses from now, Eov is referred to in the third person, so I'll try that here too. I'll say that the pronoun in Apo is Eov as well. So, V'ata ki ayin pakad Apo, pashmaod, and now, since he, Eov, cannot control his anger, and understanding how things may be stretched out a lot, V'loyadaba pashmod he doesn't know that God takes a while to work things out. I'm, I'm going with Bapash as sort of a short form of Banefash. Nefiche means to stretch things out. The Eov, and therefore Eov, Hevel um, Yiftzefihu Bivlidat Milim Yechbir. He opens his mouth uh, and and hot air comes out. Vanities come out. And from his lack of knowledge, his words grow, which means he talks and talks because he really doesn't understand what he's talking about. Again, if this is different than some of what the companion said to him, in some cases the difference here is very subtle. Um, uh, that what Elihu was saying is, is um, it, if there are differences between what the companion said, those differences seem very subtle sometimes.